Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Tonight we pray in the wonderful name of Jesus for a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. A move that will spread from this night through the rest of the nights in this year to the rest of the light nights in the year to come. Holy Spirit, tonight we pray that you reveal to us what you have for the church and what you have for individual believers. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Joel, chapter 2. I'm going to start with verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heaven above, in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Let's hold there for a moment. As we continue in these days ahead, in this season of preparation, it will be important for us as a church to operate more and more in Holy Ghost power. It will be important for us as believers in Jesus to operate in Holy Ghost power. Everything that this church and this ministry and us as individual believers 
everything going forward is going to depend on Holy Ghost power in every aspect of ministry. Be it evangelism or discipleship. Be it in prayer or in worship or in fellowship or in giving. The power of the Holy Ghost. We need it now more than ever. And as we prepare for the days to come. And this is a time of spiritual preparation for the body of Christ. What I felt in the spirit is this is something that really cannot wait till January where a lot of churches will do preparation. For us here, this is the time. So we can hit January 1 running and being where God wants us to be. Now what we just saw in the book of Joel we saw the prophecy regarding what was going to be the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It was prophesied hundreds of years before it happened. Notice some of the words that Joel used. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We are the all flesh. Notice that the wording is not confined to just Israel or the two southern tribes of Judah or the ten northern tribes or the Levites or the line of Aaron. In the prophecy, it is written to all flesh. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord we can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. The beginning of Holy Ghost power is the baptism in the Holy Ghost. For those who have not yet been baptized in the Holy Ghost, it is important that you receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It is that important. It is the door to operating in the Holy Ghost power. And once we have entered that door, we can experience what God has for us. The prophecy was in Joel. When John the Baptist was preparing Israel for the coming of the Christ. In the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11, he wrote, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. He that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What John is stating is that Jesus the Christ is going to be the one who will baptize With the Holy Ghost. He is setting the stage for what happens in the book of Acts. 
starting with chapter 1, verse 5, actually verse 4. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with the Holy Ghost. No. John truly baptized with water. Read the wrong line. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Verse 8. That ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and to the othermost parts of the earth. Now what do we see in the remainder of the chapter? I mentioned earlier the importance of preparation. And the preparation of the early church in Acts 1 was to wait for the promise of the Father before the church could operate in any spiritual capacity. They had to wait for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Once they received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, They were prepared for the ministry that Jesus called them to do. The preparation for service for the believer is the Holy Ghost. Are we together on this? We will see as we move along how the Holy Ghost preparation comes into play. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, 4. We know what happens. The believers are baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Then what happens next? For the first time, we see the believers who are operating in Holy Ghost power. They begin to speak the wonderful words of God in the languages of those who are in the audience. Yet why does this happen? Because they were prepared in the days prior for a move of the Holy Ghost. And not just the baptism in the Holy Ghost. But for the power of the Holy Ghost to operate in that service. On the day of Pentecost, with over 3,000 people there, we see the gospel preached. The more power, the more effective the ministry is going to be. Peter and the apostles would not have had the results of Acts 2 without the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Jesus prepared them for that moment. Let me stress something. The Holy Ghost is our preparation. He It's the one who prepares us for Holy Ghost power. Are we together on this? Those who are baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will begin to prepare you for what is ahead if you allow him to prepare you. The Holy Ghost is our preparation. Because the Holy Ghost prepared the church in Acts 2. We see what happens in Acts 3. 
when Peter sees the man sitting at the gate, beautiful. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. And the man does so. Why? Because the Holy Ghost had prepared Peter for that moment. The Holy Ghost is our preparation. He prepared Peter for that moment where Peter lifted down his hand to the man and pulled him up. And then the man jumping and leaping and dancing and celebrating what the Lord has done. Peter prepared for that moment. How? By allowing the Holy Ghost to move and operate in his life. Are we still here? The preparation is the Holy Ghost. If you look at chapter 4, what happens? Peter and John, they were arrested. They had to stand in front of the Sanhedrin. And there, Peter had to give an answer. And what happened? He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Which means the Holy Ghost prepared Peter and John for that moment. They did not worry that night in the holding cell. They allowed the Holy Ghost to be their defense. And He prepared them for that moment. How? By having the disciples yield to the Spirit. You see, the preparation that the Spirit will bring us to is to first yield to Him than to obey Him. Are we together? We yield to the Spirit. Then we obey the Spirit. Peter had to click this up, his mind, and allow the Spirit to move and operate in a free way. In the result, they knew, the Sanhedrin, that those two had been with Jesus. The Holy Spirit, what will He do? He will reveal to everyone that we have been with Jesus. Oh, maybe not in the physical sense like a Peter and John, but that Jesus rules and reigns in our lives. Are we still here? What happens toward the end of the chapter? Back to preparation. The believers know that they're going to face persecution. They know that they might even be giving their lives for their faith. They know this. Yet what happens? The believers begin to pray. They pray for boldness to preach the Word. And let me hold there. We have the power of the Holy Ghost for the boldness to preach the Word. We have already seen two instances in Acts where Peter had the boldness to preach. Acts 2 and Acts 3. Now it's time for the entire church to have this boldness. What do you think when we get to Acts 7? Stephen who is not an apostle. Why, he has the boldness to preach the gospel. 
to give his defense in front of the Sanhedrin. He is able to do so because the Holy Ghost prepared him for that moment where he could stand in boldness and preach the word of the living God. And it begins in Acts 4 when the church prays not first for signs and wonders, not first for healings and miracles, but for boldness to preach the word. We are going to need a holy boldness to preach the word, to be witnesses of Jesus. There's going to be a lot of things that could hinder each and every one of us in being a witness in Jesus. But what will overcome all of that? The boldness of preaching the Word of God because the Holy Ghost gives us this boldness. He prepares us to speak by giving us boldness. Are we still here? We need boldness to say amen in church. What follows next? We see what? Signs and wonders. Healings and miracles. They have seen this in Peter's ministry already. Now they want to see it throughout the entire church. Get what we're saying. The church was preparing the entire church to operate in Holy Ghost power. Let me remind you, Stephen and Philip do not start as apostles. They start as average members who then become what? What we call the deacons in chapter 6. The average church member of which Philip and Stephen were a part of in chapter 4 the power of the Holy Ghost gives them the ability to be who they are in chapter 7 in the case of Stephen and for Philip chapter 8. It begins with this boldness, but it also continues into signs and wonders. They were being prepared at that moment in those early days in the chapter 4 and 5 stage for what they became in 6, 7, and 8. The Holy Ghost prepared them for what would happen. And what happens? The shaking. The place was shaken. The Spirit had prepared them for what is going to happen. And it goes beyond chapter 5 when Peter testifies of the Lord. When his shadow hits people and they rise up and walk, it becomes something that becomes so contagious, it starts to fill the church. Think about this. We only talk about the names we see in the book of Acts. But if you look at the start of chapter 8, the disciples scattered around the region. We know, for example, there was a church in Lydda and Joppa in Acts chapter 9. We read at the beginning of Acts chapter 8 that the believers scattered around the cities of Judea 
And they began to preach Jesus and to start churches. Get what we're saying now. Why were those who left Jerusalem to fulfill the commission of Jesus to go into Judea and Samaria able to do this because the Holy Spirit prepared them for this moment. He prepared them with boldness to preach, with a faith and a belief in signs and wonders. If you look at chapter 9, when we see the story of Dorcas who died, why did the believers call Peter to go to that church in Joppa? Was it because they wanted Peter to pay his last respects to Dorcas? Absolutely not. They brought him in because they believed that she would be raised from the dead. Their faith was prepared by the Holy Spirit to see this woman rise from the dead. And what happened? The Spirit prepared their faith, and when they brought in Peter, she was raised from the dead. The Spirit prepared them for that moment. Are we still here? The preparation of the Holy Ghost. The reason why there was a mighty move of God at the beginning of chapter 8 when the church scattered throughout all Judea and Samaria. The reason why Paul was on the road to Damascus to begin with in chapter 9 is because the church had spread up there, now having a boldness to preach up there, now operating in signs and wonders in Damascus. Because the Holy Spirit had prepared them for that moment. At the end of chapter 11, what do we see? No, we haven't skipped and we'll get there in a second. We see what? The church in Antioch starts. And it's the same thing. They are prepared by the Holy Ghost for that moment. To preach the word with boldness have signs and wonders operating in their lives. Are we still here? Let's go back to chapter 10. Prior to the beginning of chapter 10, there is no Gentile that had heard the gospel message. That was going to change. We know that the angel came to Cornelius and told him to bring Peter to Caesarea from Joppa to preach the word. Now, most of us who are believers, we are familiar with what happens with Peter in divisions. The heaven opens. He sees the sheep full of animals come down. He's told to rise, kill, and eat. He says, no, Lord, I've never ate anything like this in my life. 
don't know what an egg McMuffin tastes like. And the Lord told him what? What I have cleansed, you don't call common. Are we together on this? Now, what is happening here? Peter is being prepared by the Holy Ghost for what is about to happen. Are we still here? The Holy Ghost is preparing Peter for what is happening. Even when the door not came. And when those who were downstairs opened the door, Peter heard the voice of the Holy Ghost. Go with them doubting nothing. The Holy Ghost had been preparing Peter for the moment he was about to experience. Everything at the end of chapter 9, into chapter 10, the first half of the chapter, is the Holy Ghost preparing Peter for what is going to happen. Boldness to preach? I would say he would need some boldness to do something that, according to the Jews, was illegal, preaching to the Gentiles. He needs boldness to do this, but also continuing to operate in Holy Ghost power signs and wonders. He gets there to the house of Cornelius. What happens after he hears Cornelius' testimony? The light goes on. The preparation for that moment is now complete. The Holy Spirit prepared Peter for this moment. He prepared him to give him a boldness to preach in front of Cornelius and his entire household. And the power of the Spirit moved. Now understand also, that Cornelius was also prepared for this moment. The Holy Ghost made sure that Cornelius and his family was there. So when the word was preached with boldness, the Spirit would move in that place and affect and change the lives of every single one of them. Are we still here? You see, the Holy Ghost, he prepared that moment. The moment for Peter did not begin when he arrived in Cornelius' house. It began when he made the trip to Lydda to pray for Aeneas. The Spirit was preparing him every step of the way for this moment. It acts 10. What happens? Cornelius and company, once they believe in Jesus, they baptize in the Holy Ghost. Now what's happening? The Holy Spirit is preparing those who came with Peter to accept and believe that all can be saved. He was preparing the Jews who came with Peter for what's going to happen in Acts 11. When they have to give an account for their activities in Acts 10, the Holy Spirit is preparing them for that moment. Are we still here? 
the reason why Peter and the Jews who went with him were able to boldly proclaim what happened is because the Holy Spirit prepared all of them for that moment. Let's go one step further. The Holy Spirit also prepared Peter for Act 15. For how did he begin his comments in Act 15? By recounting the trip to Cornelius' house. By recounting the fact that they had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost without following the Jewish law. The Holy Ghost, back in Acts 10, was preparing Peter and the church for what what happened in Acts 15. And how does this all work? Acts 15 is a preparation for Paul's ministry in 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. It's also a preparation for the church in this day that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, that all can receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Are we still here? Now let's look at the Apostle Paul for a moment. Acts 13, what happens? They were fasting, they were praying. The Holy Ghost said, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have for them. Again, back to the Holy Ghost preparing both the Antioch church for the departure of Saul and Barnabas to support them as they go into the ministry and also to prepare Paul and Barnabas for the ministry that they would begin in Cyprus and then where? Throughout all of the Galatia region. If you look at the second missionary journey, after Paul goes to Galatia and delivers the letters from Acts 15. Ah, let me tie something in here. In Acts 15, the Holy Ghost was preparing for Paul's visit in Acts 16. Notice how this is all working. For them to receive the Word of God regarding how they were saved. But everywhere... After Paul left, what was happening? Preparation. Preparation. Don't preach in these cities. Don't preach in Bithynia. Don't preach there. Go to Troas. Wait for further instructions. Then what happens? The dream. The Macedonian call, as we call it today. The Holy Spirit was preparing Paul for his trip into Macedonia and Greece. To give him the boldness to preach in an area that had never heard the gospel. To preach in an area where the Gentiles were steeped either in philosophy or in idolatry. A boldness to operate in signs and wonders by preaching the word of God with boldness. The preparation that came. Every step of the way prepared Paul for that moment. Third missionary journey. When Paul gets there in Ephesus, what's the question he asks in chapter 19? 
Have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost since you believed? What's happening here? The Holy Ghost is about to prepare everybody in the Ephesus church, that small group, for what was about to happen to that church. They needed the power of the Holy Ghost in order to operate in one of the most idolatrous cities in that part of the world. Preparation once again. And once they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what happens? They begin to operate in Holy Ghost power, boldly proclaiming the world, boldly operating in signs and wonders, boldly being who Jesus wanted them to be. Get what we're saying here. Everything that happened in Ephesus, the Spirit prepared everyone involved for what happened. We still hear. Let's bring this to the modern time. 1906. And if we look at every time the outbreak of the Holy Ghost hits an area. There is always a time where the Holy Ghost is preparing people for that moment. Now, we live in California here. Azusa Street, Los Angeles, California. So we talk about that one a lot. But if you look at the Welsh Revival, and if you look at Topeka, and you look at other places, it's still going to be the same thing. The Holy Ghost preparing the church for what is going to happen. If you look at the history of Azusa Street, there is that period of time before the power hits. And in that time, the Holy Spirit is preparing them for something they could never have imagined before. There is no April of 1906 without March of 1906 where the Spirit is preparing them for what happens. And then what happens? The Spirit begins to move and operate. He even prepares newspaper reporters to go and see what's happening. Keep in mind, L.A. 1906 is not L.A. today. It was a smaller town. So for news to get out of there, it would be more of a mighty move of God to get the word out of there than anything else. The Holy Ghost prepared them for that moment. If you look at the healing revivals, if you look at every move of God in the 1900s, even the ones that have started in the early 20th century, 21st century, we still see the Holy Spirit preparing His own for what is about to happen. We saw some of the things that happened in 2023. And the same thing applied. It's a consistent pattern. The Holy Ghost preparing His own to speak out with boldness, to operate in signs and wonders. And the end result of that is mentioned in Acts 4. Great grace. Because they're operating in Holy Ghost power. Because there is a boldness to preach the word of the living God. Because 
There is signs and wonders and the Spirit operating in ways no one can imagine. They see results or great grace that they would have never seen on their own. Now let's apply this to the here and now, today, tonight, or time of preparation. And that's what it is. This is not a season for us to prepare ourselves. Because that will fail. Are we together on this? I can train. You can train. But without the power of the Holy Ghost and the help of the Holy Ghost, we have nothing. The Holy Ghost, He wants to prepare each and every one of us who are here tonight, each and every one who are listening or watching. He wants to prepare you for the moment that is coming. This is the season to allow the Spirit to prepare us. Are we still here? Now comes what we need to do. And we mentioned this way back at the beginning. Yielding to the Spirit and obeying the Spirit. For the Spirit to move, we need to yield and obey. Tonight, the call to this church, to those watching, to those listening, The call is this. The Spirit will begin to deal with you about what you need to do going forward. It will involve boldness and the power of the Holy Ghost. But we're going to have to first yield to allow the Spirit to to speak to us. Or as we read in Revelation last night, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. But then comes the next part. Every one of the people that we talked about, they were prepared. But they had to obey for that moment to come full circle. And obedience to the Spirit. Then the Spirit will do the rest. In this season of preparation, where the Holy Ghost is preparing us, we need to yield and obey. Tonight, you're going to have to determine here, and then determine here. Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. It will not make sense. But Lord, I trust you. Holy Spirit, I yield my life to you. For you 
to do what you want. I yield my life to you. And we obey. And then we allow the Spirit to do the rest. Tonight, the call is to yield and obey. But when you allow the Spirit to prepare you through yielding and obedience, you are going to open the door for things we could never imagine, things we could never even think was possible. But they are. If we allow the Spirit to prepare us, by yielding and obeying. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah.